0: As humans, the more experience we gain, the more our perspective tends to change. At the same time, it gets harder and harder to retain and secure the right role in the corporate world. For 60% of all American employees over 50, somebody else will decide how long they get to retain their role but with increased experience comes enhanced skills and often new priorities for our careers and lifestyles. Most of us wish and need to remain engaged in something meaningful on our terms. With 30 plus years in the corporate world, career ownership coach, jan clausen helps experienced professionals and executives explore possibilities outside the corporate world through individualized coaching based on a proven model give him a call today for complimentary coaching sessions while the coaching may be free the results are priceless call 425-246-8817 again that's 425-246-8817 or find them on our website digitalconnections dot U.S.
1: Welcome to Digital Connections, where we bring in expert advice to connect you with services and resources to build a successful business and ultimately to create the life of your dreams. The show is for entrepreneurs, business owners, and anyone interested in running a side hustle to their current nine-to-five. One episode at a time, we help you build an amazing business through Digital Connections. I'm your host, Nancy Johnson, a successful business owner and digital marketer. I worked at a corporate gig at a large software company for over 15 years, and while I had tons of opportunities in that world, I ultimately felt there had to be more. So I left to start a business on my own. Now I'm an independent agency owner in a worldwide network of digital marketers. Together with a talented team of folks, I provide strategic direction to companies looking to get the most from their digital marketing efforts. Most importantly, on my way to becoming a business owner, I have found amazing resources that can help your business thrive too. Everyone needs a friend in digital marketing because digital marketing is about connecting people. So my friends, today we are talking about one of my favorite topics – um, and one that actually led me to my current business uh, career ownership. Uh, we're joined by my friend, mentor, and previous coach, Jan Claussen, with uh, The Entrepreneur Source. Uh, for those that don't know, The Entrepreneur Source helps individuals achieve their income, lifestyle, wealth, and equity goals through career ownership. With over 35 years of experience, they've helped hundreds of thousands of individuals explore self-sufficiency and reach a point of clarity about their professional future. They capture over 33% of the billion-dollar coaching advisory market, and the entrepreneur source career ownership coaches provide education, coaching, and resources to individuals who have the desire to achieve their dream of becoming self-sufficient through career ownership. This allows their clients to explore career options that meet their goals, needs, and expectations, utilizing their unique discovery experience. Over the last few decades, Jan Claussen has been in several C-suite roles at Eli Lilly, Microsoft, and various startups, including gaming and wireless infrastructure, a public SaaS company, and enterprise TPA BPO technology company. Say that five times fast. Ultimately, Jan consulted in corporate, tra- in corporate transformation and healthcare systems, and in 2016, he moved to a full-time coach and business owner with the Entrepreneur so- Source. Having personally coached with Jan and finding my current business as a direct result of that coaching, I suppose that I'm a little partial, but I would say that Jan is one of the best coaches I've ever had, and I'm delighted to have him on the show today to share his expertise and hopefully guide some of our listeners to a better place. Jan, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, Nancy, and uh, thanks for the elegant introduction.
1: (laughs) You're most welcome. So after understanding the corporate world that you come from, one of, my, one of the questions that comes to mind for me is, why did you decide to be a career ownership coach?
2: Well, most of my career I've spent in the world of technology. And uh, I'll say something quite sacrilegious here, because I was not driven by technology. I didn't wake up and read the latest and greatest about technology. I was always focused on, on people because I believe people is what makes organizations and businesses work
3: mm. and
2: how I could help people individually and teams and thereby generate successful businesses.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So the philosophy that I really try to convey and the value I try to convey to my clients is based on my three-plus decades of corporate experience mm-hmm. where I try to understand people's motivation, uh, their background, their skill set, and their aspirations, and try to create a match with the environment they're in. So this transition to be a business owner, and now coach individuals uh, to explore if owning a business is right for them or not, Mm -hmm. uh, was quite natural for me. Mm.
1: Uh,
2: And so, so helping people is really what drives me.
1: That's awesome. Well, I mean, obviously, having been one of your clients, I kind of already have an idea. Um, But can you tell me a little bit more about who your clients are?
2: Yeah, so I. I, The ideal scenario is to work with people that have experience, meaning Mm -hmm. they have probably been out in the corporate world or could be in the military or, or working at home for that matter. But it's really that they have life experience which means that they have a perspective and they have acquired skills over the years far beyond so usually people that i that i have as clients have worked between two to three decades sometimes more sometimes less and they are far more aware of themselves than perhaps you are when you leave school
3: Mm.
2: and you enter the world of employment which we have little idea about that time what it really is. Yeah. But further down the line, we have much more appreciation for what it is and what it isn't. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, life has a way of educating us and uh, perhaps making us more open-minded.
1: <laughs> that is for sure. Yes, I would agree. Um, what kind of expectations do you have uh, for your clients? The
2: primary... Uh, Expectation is um, two or three items that I'm looking for. Um, Number one is really to have an open mind to learn. Mm. Because the the journey of discovery I take my clients on is really to expose them to things that they most likely have never been exposed to before. So open mind, willingness to learn. Uh, Second, to engage, to be willing to invest the time required to learn. And, mm-hmm. and I will get get into that a little bit later. And third, if there is a significant other, uh, include that person in the process, because what the client will learn uh, will most likely benefit both parties mm. and whatever decision to go ahead or not go ahead will actually affect both parties. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah. I will say from my own experience that was probably one of the the wiser moves was to bring my husband on board uh with the with the with the aspect of the coaching that I was getting um but also ultimately the decisions that I was making right um and it helped me too um I thought it was a it was really a a good move on your part to say yeah you you better invite chris
2: <laughs> well I do get suspicious when 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 people say well my usually men say, my wife will let me make all the decisions. Uh, <laughs> that usually is um, kind of a little bit of a red flag.
1: Mm, interesting. Hmm. Well, okay, so that's the expectations um, that you have for your clients. Can you tell me a little bit about what um, a cl- the client uh, can expect from the client-coach relationship that they're, they're kind of building with you?
2: Yes, so the relationship when we, when we fully engage with each other uh, tends to last somewhere between three to six months mm-hmm. on average, uh, during which time we stay uh, preferably in weekly communication. And there is a methodology for that whole process. Um, in the beginning, we foc- I focus on getting to know my clients because I'm, if I'm going to be able to coach, I need to know them.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: we have certain steps that we go through. Uh, that will take us to a place uh, with a client, and if there is a significant other, where they can, can articulate the outcome goals, where they want to end up, given this process. And And I find that many people are very skilled at their job and very clear on what they want to accomplish, mm-hmm. but not necessarily as clear in terms of their own direction. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. They're not
2: really intentional. Yeah. So, so what happens, as, as you well recall, once that, those goals are defined,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it doesn't mean that they can't adjust over time, as you learn, but once those goals are defined, uh, that is essentially the reverse of a job description in the corporate world.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Because in the corporate world, eventually uh, you, you find a company, you find a job description, and you position yourself to, to get be interviewed and eventually get hired. Mm-hmm. The outcome goals that the clients define is like the company description. Mm. So I I go out and research and bring to them three business models that are essentially the candidates that the client interviews extensively to see if they meet the client's requirements. Mm. So it's that learning experience, which is then the face that I can elaborate on uh, in a little bit but that's that's sort of the, f- the first step of this discovery or learning process
1: so As in the you end it's may recall. yeah yeah i would say in the end it's almost like uh you, you're getting you're getting to interview the job of your dream, right? You're, you're getting to interview those that place that you want to go, but you're you're kind of interviewing it to say, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted, you know? Um, yeah, but also I think, you know, the DISC uh, assessment that you use um, in as part of your process, do you still use that as part of your process?
2: Uh, we absolutely use a DISC assessment. And for those of you who are not familiar with it, it's sort it's of a really behavioral profile. Uh, mm-hmm. We've also added a motivational profile uh, to that assessment since since you and I worked on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a way of, of getting clarity, more. sometimes confirming what we already know about ourselves. Sometimes mm-hmm. it brings in a new aspect. And it's not a absolute black and white indicating what you should or shouldn't do,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but it's mm-hmm. one of the tools that we provide. Um, yeah. And it can be very educational. How how was it for you?
1: I did. I I found it extremely educational. Um, and I also think you know. I mean, I actually plan on using it in my business model moving forward because I think it makes a great hiring tool as well. Um, you know when you're when you're thinking about you know how someone actually fits with your personality, which. I, maybe I had some idea about, you know, where I might fit on that, uh, you know, within those, within those realms prior to taking the DISC assessment, but the DISC assessment made it very clear, you know, um, and it, it kind of, I think, gives you an opportunity to plug into things differently once you see it from that perspective.
2: Yeah. The DISC assessment has so many uh, different de- levels and depth, but in, in essence is not a test. It's just say, how will you naturally act if you are in an ideal circumstance? Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And so you don't have to adapt. Uh, I've actually used the disk assessment for decades when I built executive teams because it's, like you said, it's a really useful tool when you build a team around you Mm -hmm. uh, that you probably want more complementary profiles as opposed to sameness. Yeah. Because it helps to see different points of view.
1: It does. It does. Um, well then, uh, you know, and in, in what you're doing, what do you find is like the fun and exciting part about, about what you're doing besides disc assessments? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, for me, from my, from a perspective of a coach is to see people learn and to find clarity and direction and, and, and find ways of achieving their goals
3: mm-hmm. from
2: a client perspective. Um, it's really all about learning in a in a non-pressured environment mm-hmm. uh, this is something that um we may get into that later but i don't charge for my services mm-hmm. and, and it's really up to the client how engaged they are if, if they are if they're engaged we move forward i know that they will learn they will mm-hmm. learn about themselves uh, they will be more intentional with their future and they will learn about a business segment and i primarily operate in the world of franchising
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: which is a world where you have a proven business model that is replicable and supportive yeah and and the learning curve they go on is is quite steep yes and it's it's a world as as you may well recognize that most people don't know but it they about eight million people in the u.s work there today in, in about 80 different industries.
1: And that's the shocking part that there's 80 different industries. I really had no idea before meeting you how extensive it really was, uh, you know, and how many different opportunities that there there are out there um, for just about anything that you can possibly imagine.
2: It, it's never a worry for me when I, when I work with an engaged client to find something where they can achieve their goals. Mm. That's different from from them deciding that that is right for them. Mm -hmm. Um, One trivia that I may have shared with you, um, 95% of our clients that go ahead and pick a business and decide to go ahead and own it end up in an industry that they had not chosen by themselves.
1: Oh, interesting. Huh.
2: So... The things we we learn about their motivation, their their aspiration, affinity groups, how you want to work, environment, etc. Yeah, uh, we're not we're not focused on industry. We're focused on meeting those goals. Yeah, and you huh. and you may um end end up. Um, you are probably you are probably among the five percent because you you had so many skills in that particular field that you are in,
3: mm-hmm.
2: that you're applying. But uh, when we started, uh, I would venture to say you probably didn't know about this particular business.
1: No, no, I I did not. Mm-mm. And I, you know, I mean, to be honest, I'm not sure on my own, I don't know that I would have picked because part of what I do has to do with sales. And I don't know that I would have picked it simply because there was that piece of it. And the amazing part to me is how much I love it. You know, um, that that's really spectacular to me.
2: Well, if, if I wasn't talking to you, I would tell you what you are one of my favorite clients. <laughs> so you, you were very engaged and very, tena- very tenacious mm. moving forward. So that, that is one of the key aspects of being successful.
1: Yeah, I get that occasionally. Tenacious. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that we kind of have a sense for um, what kind of coaching someone can expect when they're coming to you. Um, But do you have a client story that you could share with us that might help illuminate the experience?
2: Um, I can give you several, but um, let's do one for starters here. (laughs) Okay. Um, Since I worked at Microsoft, as you and I both did, many of my clients come from that background. Mm -hmm. And about two years ago, I encountered a client who very, very strong IT background in security, dealing with intrusions, malware, and all those things, which means that he was sitting in a closed up room with humming computers and uh, dealing with nasty things coming over the the internet. Oh. And uh, which meant that the only time he got attention was negative attention because something made it through the firewall, et cetera. And as I got to know him, I realized he was actually more of a renaissance man. He was not at all what you would think, quote, a nerd would be. Uh But he was uh, very, he liked the outdoors. Uh Um, He liked making things with his hands. Uh, He was very sociable. He, He organized medieval games for hundreds of people. Um, and one of the things that he missed was that the work, all the creativity and effort he put in, he could never point at it and say, I did that and have somebody be satisfied as his client, mm. which in this case was Microsoft. Uh, so we had no, I had no idea where the journey would end
3: mm-hmm.
2: as we began it. He ended up picking a business where he, In part of the time gets to be outdoors. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: He gets to finish a project beginning till end. He gets to meet with happy clients that are saying, wow, I'm so pleased that you could do this. Um, And like I said, it could be outdoors and he manages teams. Uh, He was the rookie of the year for that particular business where he now manages teams that build incredible patios and decks for people, outdoor spaces. Wow. And and he blew all the records, which you would, (laughs) the the, the dreaded word of quote, sales that you mentioned.
3: Yes.
2: (laughs) Uh, Sales doesn't need to be that. But when you are a business owner, you tend to be the best representative for your business. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: And uh, he would be an interesting person to interview. But I mean, he, he, again, I had no idea that that's where he would end up. You would never expect that, giving his sitting in a room with humming computers, uh, that's what he would be doing.
1: Wow. Huh. So those stories
2: are, to me, very, very cool. Uh, they're exciting to see.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, so, well, you know, talking about kind of what other people's business models are, what is what is your business model then?
2: So I mentioned earlier that uh, I do not charge for my time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and put you in, in perspective. Uh, some clients I may spend hundreds hour hundred hours with mm-hmm. and part of my prior life I did consulting and oftentimes time was a parameter and and charging people for time comes with all kinds of perils mm-hmm. um, because in the end you want you want a happy client and a good outcome mm-hmm. so the business model which is one of the attractions for me when I chose to do this so mm-hmm. I am actually a franchisee myself
3: mm-hmm
2: I own. I am a franchisee, franchise owner, uh, like you are, and out of the clients I work with, I get paid by the franchisor community, meaning the the in the end, I am bringing to them highly qualified, likely suitable clients for their business, mm. and I the the chances of there being a match is magnitudes higher. Than it is if you meet somebody off the street.
1: Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm.
2: And for that they pay me.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I I was gonna say, um, you know, when when you say that your services are complimentary, I would, I would, um, I would say, I would, I'm very shocked that they are that I didn't have to pay for the services that I received um, because it was such a, it was, uh, it was such a a boon to my life you know um and so i would just encourage i like that <laughs> i would encourage anyone that's listening um definitely take advantage of the fact that that the coaching is complimentary um because it is it is well worth any time uh, that you you spend with Jan uh, and that you're willing to commit to the process, whether or not you decide to move forward in a business of your own, uh, just the coaching process alone is is well worth the time.
2: Thank you. Well, as a coach, it's important that I I do not influence my clients. I don't try to tell them you should do this mm. versus that.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: I will remind them of conversations we have. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. uh, again, I'm, a, I'm I'm fundamentally disconnected from the outcome. Yes, of course, I'd be happy if they find something that's right for them. Yeah. But really, I'm taking them on a journey of discovery, which is learning. Yeah. And if the end of that process, they can proceed with greater intention mm-hmm. towards the future. Whether that's to become business owner, or go back to corporate, or do something else, then I feel like I've succeeded.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
2: and my hope is that if they have a the good experience they will send me somebody else. Yeah. So that's yeah. essentially how it works.
1: Right. Well, so on a darker subject, um, but one that I think <laughs> is very important to my listeners um, these days, especially um, how did COVID change your business?
2: Uh, COVID like influenced our business significantly
3: mm. uh,
2: in, in several different ways. Um uh, For one, um, it would be impossible for me to meet anybody face-to-face. So -hmm. we would do like you and I are doing now, Zooming everywhere. And there are pluses and a minus with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Minus, of course, is I don't get to see the whole person and the body and language and so forth. Mm
3: -hmm. But it
2: also means that uh, I don't have to drive to to place-to-place, depending Mm -hmm. on where I am. (laughs) So that's a plus. The the first half of last year, I, I really saw people that, Facing the uncertainty that we all faced mm-hmm. uh, made it very difficult for people to actually make uh, commit to any kind of direction or decisions.
1: Oh, interesting. Mm. Um,
2: while things more over the last six months, uh, people have taken more resolve and 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 mood from mm. looking at opportunities to actually deciding. And part of mm. that, of course, is that many. Many jobs were lost in the corporate side.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, The third area that we really were influenced in is the impact of businesses. Some businesses, for obvious reasons, where we have gatherings of people, Mm -hmm. Uh, gyms, hair salons, uh, different kinds of exercise facilities, more challenging, or traveling business. Yeah. Uh, For obvious reasons, uh, they were struggling. Other businesses were booming. So since people stayed at home in broad daylight and looked around and saw, well, that needs to fix, that needs to improve, we need to replace <laughs> that. Am I really living in this space? <laughs> so, anything to do with home improvement just mm-hmm. skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, anything to do with transportation. Um, business left and right, uh, I mean, People bringing home food because they didn't need food outside. Yeah. Those kinds of services, uh, mm-hmm. shipment services and everything else uh, went up. The aging community may be more hesitant to go to assisted living locations,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, may more want to be interested in remaining at home and not be exposed to risk of catching COVID. Mm-hmm. So the business of providing support and services Uh, to people living at home at an older age, increased dramatically. Mm. Uh, Education, STEM training is another one. The schools obviously were dealing with a dramatic change and couldn't necessarily handle it, especially not on the public side. So many of our businesses work on helping children develop their skills after school time.
3: Mm. those, Mm -hmm. Those
2: businesses have fared. Fared very well, mm. so so there are a number of changes, and it, it it's not like everything has gone down. A large yeah. number have have gone up, right? So, and 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 as I'd say, especially after the uncertainties, um, people got more used to the uncertainties in the second yeah. half of last year.
1: Well, with what you do, I think it um, I think it definitely provides a unique perspective on what is going on in the current economic environment Um, and i think that's um that's great advice coming from you as to where people might think about looking um you know to to actually find where they need to be thinking about going uh, in essence
2: it's all you know one of the the things that you and i have talked about is you need to look at the world as uh, full of possibilities Mm -hmm. and and Look at the world as being a glass half full, not half empty.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and and you and I have talked about this as well. That in the in the uncertainties we lived that last year, um, some people will will simply sort of close in on themselves and, and not yeah. do anything and waiting for the for the new normal to reappear or appear. Mm-hmm. Uh, while others said, you know while we're dealing with this uncertainty where my I may be furloughed or my company may run into difficulties I may not survive uh, they took the time to educate themselves to learn about possibilities uh, which is essentially is my business yeah and and so those are the two from it from a client perspective those those are the two types I saw mm-hmm. one that one that dealt with so much fear so it in some sense, paralyzed them. And other ones that saw, well, this is a great opportunity. Yeah. To learn things that I otherwise would not have the opportunity to see.
1: Right.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, um, that's what kind of the open mind I was talking about earlier.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I would say that, um, you know, anyone that wants to explore that a little bit further, um, we're going to put your your uh contact information up on our website. But um, you know, I would highly encourage anyone uh that is interested uh to get in touch with you to do to do a, a, a complimentary uh coaching. Um and um if they're interested in exploring their options here, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you?
2: Well, uh, they can reach out to me uh, via email or phone or go Mm -hmm. to my website. Uh, Mm -hmm. My email or my phone is Mm 425-246-8817. And my Gmail is letter J and then Klaesson, C-L-A-E-S-S-O-N, at esourcecoach.com. Esourcecoach.com. Okay. All
1: right. Okay. And,
2: and like and, I said, and,
1: we'll oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Now I want to emphasize too that uh, we don't, i never start out expecting my clients to become business owner. They don't, mm. They mm. don't start with that as a premise.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: What we start with is considering what options are there versus to remain in the corporate or do something else.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And I, and, and um, again, learn, giving them opportunities to learn, what the differences and what the pros and cons are. And given that uh, I put them in a place where they can make well-informed decisions later down the road.
1: Yep. And I can attest to that personally. <laughs> <laughs> well, this brings us to the end of another amazing show, but as always, I want to leave my listeners with our digital marketing tip of the day Great digital marketing depends on strategy that puts into that is put into place before you ever do digital marketing. Make sure you have a clear understanding of who your clients are, where are they looking for you, and what do they really need. Put this into your strategy. From there, every action you take needs to tie back to that strategy. We're not talking about tactics here like Facebook ads or SEO or even your website. We're talking about building something that will last longer than most platforms out there today. So build a strategy first. And if you need help, give me a call. I want to thank our guest, Jan Clausen, with The Entrepreneur Source, not only for joining me today, but for your incredible direction that has helped me and is now allowing me to help others. Um, And on our next show, we'll have Gabriel Shields from Be New Creative to talk about building a solid brand. I can't wait for you to hear the great information that he is going to share. So please make sure to follow us, subscribe, and like us wherever you get podcasts. And feel free to to reach out to me directly directly, Nancy J, that's N-A-N-C-E-E-J at digitalconnections.us. You can find this episode and previous episodes on our website at www.digitalconnections.us. Have a great week and tune in next time for another amazing digital connection for your business.
0: Would you like more return and tangible results from your marketing efforts without long-term contracts? Do you want people who are actually interested in your products and services to find you easily? WSI has developed in-depth knowledge and an extensive network of industry thought leaders that know your company's goals and objectives are unique. When you work with us, you not only gain the local expertise of your WSI expert, But we help you develop a strategy based on the digital experience of our global network. Work with a company that understands your business and provides real results. Find us at WSIWorld.com or call 800-985-9567. Again, that's 800-985-9567. WSI. We simplify the internet.